America's number one Chadcast is at it again for the 18th time, episode 18. We have with us today none other than the one, the only, the Cobra Tate. Welcome, my friend. How are you doing today, dude? So glad to have you. This is unbelievable. Like, this is unreal. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. We're, we're a couple thousand miles away from each other. Where, where, in, where in the world are you? We're in Massachusetts right now. And like you guys can vaguely see through the window. It's like snowing a little bit. We're in we're Lowell, Massachusetts. Yeah, well, um, I'm in Bucharest, Romania, which is at the very edge of the world. So home, yeah, it's pretty cool. this is the home of Rocky Marciano, uh, Mickey Ward, I believe as well. Yep. A, a few legendary fighters because there's a yeah, there's a good Golden Glove scene here. So the legendary fighters come out here. It's really cool. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and, and uh, yeah, I'm American originally, so I know America very, very well. I, I lived there till I was about 12, and then I moved to London, and then things happened, and I accidentally ended up here in the former communist Romanians as well. But it seems pretty cool, you know yeah, what I mean? It's, it's a pretty cool place, yeah, like, it's it's a little bit lawless, you know? It's got that little bit of a lawless vibe, it's corrupt, you know, you can bribe the police officers for speeding, you can, you can get away with shit you can't get away with in the West. It's kind of cool once you get used to it. Yeah, that honestly seems kind of fun. I remember uh, feeling that way when I actually first entered the state of Rhode Island. I could just feel the corruption and you yeah. just kind of have to uh, adapt. Everything's cool? Awesome, dude. We're live. This is unbelievable. Everybody, thank you for joining us. This is legendary episode 18. We're only on episode 18. This is the best show on the internet. We've got the best guest, best host, best engineer. Game on, man. I wanted to ask you about England. Uh, okay. It seems pretty cucked right now. Oh, no. England's completely cucked. Eng England has sold out. England's finished. England, they will talk about this period of history when England literally and utterly collapsed. England's done. You, you can't talk anymore. If you put something on Facebook or Twitter, which is deemed offensive, you can go to jail. You can't drive one mile per hour over the speed limit because they've got cameras everywhere. So if you're doing 71 on 70, you lose your license automatically through the post. Like they, they've just got the whole nation just compressed. All you can do is pay 50% tax, drive at the speed limit, and allow people from foreign nations to turn up and destroy your culture and your, and, and your children. You can't do shit about it. The country's finished. It's a joke. Wow. Romania seems pretty awesome from the looks of things directly behind us. This is our first, uh, one of our female guests is behind Tate right now. We are saying first, hi to first her. First ever female. Yeah. First ever female on wave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My audience is 90% guys. I looked at the analytics and this is just wonderful. The, the view of Romania looks fantastic. Would you say Romania is probably the best spot for women in uh, Europe? How would you rank Yeah, it? I mean, we're, we're in my office right now. This is actually my office. But uh, in terms of women, there's, there's women everywhere. In terms of beautiful women, you do get pretty women everywhere as well. But I think in terms of the ratio of beautiful women out of, let's say you find 10 girls in America, yeah? Yeah. Four are fat. Oh, yeah. Big time. And then you got three are ugly. That leaves three. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you got two average ones and you got one beautiful one. And it's the law, it's, it's, it's supply and demand. If there's a whole bunch of beautiful girls and there's not that many around, they all become entitled. Yeah. Whereas in Romania, being fat is not a thing that exists. No one's fat ever. Wow. Uh, so if all the girls look after themselves, they've all got nice bodies, they've all got fake tits and they all have sunglasses and long hair. Like how ugly can you be? Like, but most of them are hot. So they just have a nicer, more pleasant attitude overall because it's less, you know, the, the, the supply and demand is, is the way it should be, as opposed to the West, where the odd hot chick thinks she's the fucking queen of Earth, 
with half a million Instagram followers and everyone fucking licks her ass when she's a bimbo. So it's just, it's just the, the normal supply and demand of the world. That's just how it is. And uh, it's not just Romania. All of Eastern Europe is, is pretty similar. Um, but I just, hap- I just happen to like Romania for lots of other little reasons that come together. And uh, this is why I'm here. I'm not here only for women. It's just a bonus. That's pretty cool. You're uh, doing some uh, kickboxing. Uh, combo. What's next, man? What's next? Because like you got suspended from Twitter. I was devastated because I had so much fun with that. You know what I mean? So like, what's next? I was Twitter, man. I was having. I yeah. was. I never laughed so much in my life. These people yeah. were. You know what it is? I am the the exact caricature of the enemy of the left. You know, I'm like I'm a tall, strong, rich kickboxing fighter who has chicks and he has Lambo. And, you know, like I was everything they, that they embody as their enemy, you know? So they were out to get me, man. Every time I put a tweet up, it was reported like six, 700 times. Wow. Like everyone was out to get me. And eventually, little cracks in the system, they got me. When I first, I didn't get suspended for a long, I didn't even get a warning for a long time. I was, I was just being myself, just annoying everybody. And then one day I got, I got suspended. I got hit with four suspensions in a day. I got hit with a two hour, a six hour, a 12 hour, and like a 36 hour in a row. Bam, 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 bam. And then when I got my account back, I was kind of cooled it a bit, just being myself. And then eventually they found another tweet from months before and they fucking banned me. That was it. Out of nowhere, man. They just, I just upset too many people and the cucks at Twitter couldn't handle the truth and I had to go. So that was it. That was the end of Cobra Take. But it was a fucking fun few weeks, man. It was, it was hilarious. I was, I was in the national papers in England for what I said about depression. I was all over the front page. I was on the news. Everything was crazy. That was one of the realest things uh, you've ever said, in my opinion, because I loved it. I really identified it with it so much because, I mean, I was telling you before, I went in to get my physical, right? And then they had me take this little survey, like, have you ever been sad? You know what I mean? I know they're trying to sell me something, you know what I mean? And I, I was listening to your Paul Joseph Watson interview before where depression and ADD and things like that are really a state of mind that you can control, have control over, that you can fix under your own power. Yeah, shitty shit situations exist, but you know, people have this mentality where if they just take drugs, they can fix their problems. Or um, they're in this mentality where they don't think they can fix it themselves, you know? Yeah, but this is, and this is it. When, this, there's, when I said that about depression, everyone was telling me that I'm dangerous and I'm damaging depressed people. When it's absolutely the complete opposite, the, the, the narrative that you are beyond help and that depression is this big, scary monster that strikes your life out of nowhere and the only way to fix it is with prescription drugs, that is what damages people. Absolutely and utterly, that's more damaging than my mindset, which is threefold, really. One, you have very little control over anything in this life. You can't control the weather. You might get hit by a car when you're out in the street. You can't control anything. One of the only things you have absolute control over, because you don't even have control of your own health. Me or you could have a heart attack in the next 10 minutes. Only thing you have control over is your own state of mind. That's all you got. It's one of the only few things in the world you can control. You can decide. And people say, oh, you can't decide. You can't help it. Yes, you fucking can. You can decide whether to be a positive or a negative person. That's a decision you must make. And if you decide to be a negative person, it does not benefit your life in not 1%. That's a decision you've made. You decided that's self-sabotage bullshit. So I don't feel sorry for you. So that's the first thing about this depression thing I don't understand. The second thing about it is, for the majority of people, life is depressing. The majority, the majority of people are working bullshit jobs they hate for not enough money, struggling to pay the bills with you know not as many girlfriends as they'd like to have, pushing a car they wouldn't choose. If they're millionaires, we're not all Justin like Bieber. We're not all in, in charge of the world. There's a, there's a few select people out there who run shit. Yeah, of course, you're, you're Rihanna. 
You think life's great. You're Katy Perry. You're some dickhead bimbo just has to sing the odd song and you rule the world. Of course, you're happy. But for the majority of people, life is depressing. You're working a job you fucking hate. You know, you, you, you want sex and the girl won't bang you. And you're driving a shitty car. Like, that, that's a depressing element. So what are you going to do? You're going to be depressed about it and cry about it? Or are you going to fix your mindset to make your own life better? Depression is absolutely situational. If you think that taking a prescription drug is going to make you happy with your shit car and your shit job, that's the wrong way to look about it. Why not change your car and change your job instead of surrendering? And the third, the third facet is, which is building off the second facet, everyone who's depressed in the West has it tons better than 90% of people on the planet. You're not born in fucking Yemen. You're born in Yemen. You're a goat farmer. Yeah, then you can be depressed. You're like, they're happier than you. You yeah. know, so it's, it's threefold. It's one, that, it's one that life is depressing as a whole. It's two, that depression is, is situational. It's, it's up to you to change it. It's not down to prescription drug. And it's three, that you've got it better than a lot of other people do anyway. So when I hear people say they're depressed, all I hear is a whiny bitch. You control your mind. You control your mind, you know? And if you, if you refuse to control your own mind, it's not my job to control it for you. If you come to me and say I'm depressed, all I sit and think is, so? And that's not me being heartless. It's me saying, well, fucking fix it then. Well, I can't fix it. Well, if you don't think you can fix it, well, I can't fucking fix it. So piss off and be sad. I'm going to stay here and be happy and drink my vodka and chill on women. Fuck you. And that's the reality of it. And, and this is how depression needs to be taught. Depression needs to be fixed with hard answers. I get some of this bullshit. People are walking into a psychiatrist's office saying, I'm, I'm depression. I'm getting a ton of attention. And everyone's sitting there saying, oh, poor you, poor you. Someone needs to sit there and say, grow the fuck up and get out of here. And, and they might do it. You know, that's what I think anyway. Fucking pandering to them ain't going to fix shit. But what do I know? I'm banned on Twitter, so I don't know shit anyway. But there it is. Yeah, I love it, man. One, uh, I thought of a cure myself for a lot of these obese Westerners who say they're depressed. Just travel to a third world world country, look a child in the eye, and tell them you're depressed. Boom, your depression is cured. That's the cure for depression right there. Over. I did unrealistic, it. Unrealistic. No scope of reality. No scope of the real world. And, and a lot of these diseases and ailments, what it really is, I, I see it as, as a very cheap shot at originality. Because we're all trying to matter. It doesn't matter who you are. If you look at the basis, especially amongst, amongst men, depression is higher amongst men, suicide is higher amongst men, blah, blah, blah. But we're all trying to feel important. This is the reason why men play sports, for example. We all want to be like a fucking football star. We all want to be a kickboxer. We all want to be rich. We all want to drive around Lambo. We all want to matter. So a very cheap shot at originality is to pretend you have all these ailments you don't have. Because then, then no one can understand you. Then you're so different and unique. Oh, well, you don't understand what it's like to be me because I'm depressed and I have anxiety and I have ADHD and I have that. I understand you're a dickhead just fine, but you're just trying to pretend you're something special by giving your stupidness names. Everyone gets anxious about certain things. I was anxious before every fight. I don't have anxiety. I was anxious about a situation and I handled it and I fought and I won. That was it. You know, like I, people are just adding these ailments and throwing them around as a cheap shot at originality and people are encouraging it from the ground up. And it's absolute garbage, man. I remember, I always quote this because I remember I was sitting there watching uh, some fucking TV show and these, these, these parents had a kid who had obsessive compulsive disorder. And I sat there, I remember sitting there with my mom and I said, obsessive compulsive disorder ain't real. And she goes, how do you know? I said, I guarantee it ain't fucking real. Anyway, they're talking about this kid called Timmy and Timmy had to walk down the stairs in a certain order. So he'd like skip the first stair and then go back up a stair then jump down two stairs, some bullshit order. If he didn't go down the right order, he'd start crying and having a fit at the bottom of the stairs. And his parents would take him back to the stairs. I was like, he just needs his ass kicked. That's all Timmy needs. Timmy's a little fucking spoiled brat. Because I've never seen a kid in Africa who had to walk six miles for water, who turned around and did the walk twice because they missed a step. 
I've never seen that happen because it ain't fucking real. If obsessive consulting was real, it'd be universal across people. And there'd be some poor kid in Africa who's doing the walk three times because of obsessive, obsessive compulsive disorder. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen because it's not fucking real. It's just insanity. And these kids are pandering to this moron who wants to walk up and down the stairs like an idiot. It's just like joke world. Like yeah. in, in the real world, he would have got slapped in the face and he said, Timmy, grow up. And at the end of that, I would have cured his obsessive compulsive in about three seconds. Now at the end. And but, Timmy would have been a better person. You know what I mean? He would have been, been a strong. He would have been done. He would be cured. Yeah. You know, like he's going to struggle, struggle with obsessive compulsive for the rest of his life when you could have cured him by just saying something a fucking moron. Sit down mm-hmm. with basic discipline. But the world's fucked. So. Yeah, it That's is pretty I'm fucked, man. Here. It is pretty uh, bizarre. And like, whenever you think it's going to it's reach peak clown world, it just keeps on getting more ridiculous. And like, my response is just, I think for young men, you got to have a sense of humor, man. You really do. You got to kind of just sit back and enjoy the shit and make, make jokes because it is a joke. Another thing that's a joke to me is this ADD thing. You know what I mean? Little boys, young boys aren't supposed to be sitting down all day. They're supposed to be active, manipulating their world, things like that. So that's another thing that's always pissed me off as well. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, that, that's the biggest garbage joke of them all. You, you, you get a kid, you raise the kid with an iPad and flashing images and these crazy video games, which are designed to be addictive. And then you take all that away and, and sitting in front of a fucking boring textbook. Of course, he doesn't want to pay attention. He doesn't want to pay attention because he'd rather play his iPad game. But he must pay attention because of discipline. When you remove the element of discipline, well, then he doesn't want to pay attention. So he's not going to pay attention. Then you say he has a disease. He hasn't got a disease. He wants to play iPad. He doesn't want to learn algebra. That's perfectly normal. You've removed your discipline where you can sit down and say, shut the fuck up and learn. He refuses to learn. Now you say there's a disease. There's no disease here. You're just refusing to discipline your child. You know, like people know right from wrong. You know, if you put your hand in fire, you're going to get burned. You don't see a kid put his hand in fire over and over again because it hurts. So if a kid runs his mouth to a teacher over and over again and got punished correctly, he wouldn't do it. You know, it's not, it's not complicated to me, but everyone's, everyone's lost their mind. Like you said, it's peak clown world now. And you've got, you got people, you've got two kinds of people. You have the people out there fighting to fix it. And then you kind of got the people like me who I know it's clown world and I'm just along for the ride, bro. I'm not, I'm not trying to fix much. I say what I've got to say and I'm just living my life and I'm not out to try and fix people because the harder you try and fix people, the more you're hated anyway. So I'm just like, fuck it. Let, let everyone destroy themselves. Let the West destroy itself. I'm just chilling out here at the edge of the world. Just drinking my vodka. I don't give a fuck anymore, man. Yeah. I gave up. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel you on that. Like, uh, I, you still got to fight just to survive, but, um, you know, I think you played your cards pretty well. You know what I mean? Things are well, going that's it. You gotta fight to survive for yourself. Cause you look at the right wing commentators, you look at Tommy Robinson and, and like Lauren Southern and Brittany Pettibone and Martin, they've all been banned from England now. Right. Yeah. An opinion. But you look at Tommy Robinson, Tommy Robinson is doing his very best to protect England from Islamization. And he's hated. He, his life is ruined. He's in hiding all the time. He's attacked constantly. The police won't protect him. Like, what are you fighting for? Like, I respect the fight he's doing. I respect what he's doing, but he's giving up his life for people who don't appreciate it. All the people he's trying to save are too stupid to see what he's doing, and they hate him for it. So it's like, why are you sacrificing your life for these people? So me personally, I don't know. I don't know if you saw a couple of days ago, there was a, there was a French, uh, a French uh, I think it was a police officer who, it was only a couple of days ago in a terror attack. He traded with a hostage. Um, there was a female hostage. He said, take me instead. He traded with a hostage. ISIS gunmen came somewhere. He traded with a female hostage to save her and he ended up dying. And he's a hero. Absolutely. He's a hero. I have absolute respect for him. But isn't it a shame that he's dying for a country that just allows their country to be like, just open the borders anyway. Like yeah. why are the real men of your country dying when the government don't give a fuck and they'd rather be tolerant 
than, than protect their own people. So why is it his job to sacrifice his life to protect women when the government don't give a shit about it? Right. So you got two kinds of people and I'm a man of honor. And if the country was worth protecting, I'd 100% swap places with that woman. But now I'm in a position where I've kind of changed my mentality. Like, I don't give a fuck about helping nobody because all these people are out to, you know, the government doesn't give a fuck. The 90% of people don't give a fuck. So why am I going to die trying to help these people? Like, just going to lambs to the slaughter, just let them all die. And I'm just going to sit on the Twitter I ain't got and just, just chill. I've, I've kind of given up a bit. I know it sounds pessimistic, but I've become a lot more selfish and a lot less patriotic, patriotic than I used to be because there's nothing you can fucking do, man. And I'm talking about Western Europe. America still has Trump. You're lucky. But Western Europe, yeah, MAGA. Let's go, baby. Western Europe, Western Europe is dumb. It is dumb. You can't even say what I'm saying. If I was saying what I'm saying now in England, I'd go to jail. You can't wow. say it. You can't talk. Like, if you're going to do that to people, then I'm just going to fucking leave. So I'm, I'm lucky I have the finance. Not many people do. I'm lucky I have the financial ability to live anywhere in the world I want. So I'm just like, fucking, I'm out of here. So yeah. I'm allowed to fix nothing. Really. It's crazy. Right. It's almost kind of like Christ-like what Tommy's doing in the sense that he's willing to sacrifice himself to save others uh, mm-hmm. or at least try to, you know what I mean? So it is deeply admirable, but it, it does get kind of tough. Um, I'm sure a lot of young men hit you up to like, you know, hey, can you mentor me? Like, how did you do this? How do you do that? And what do you say to them? You say, hey, man, you got to figure it out yourself. Like, what do you say to these young men? There's no secret. People pretend there's some big secret to it. There's no fucking secret, man. I grew up broke. My mom and dad split up. We moved to England because when my mom and dad split up, my mom had an English passport and English is more socialist in America. You get free house, you get free money, all that kind of, all the things the immigrants are abusing now were actually, actually benefited me. So I was raised in the projects, blah, blah. And uh, I worked every day. I decided I want to be a kickboxer. I had no car. I ran to work, which is about four miles. I'd work 10 hours carrying boxes of ice in a fish stall. I'd run to the gym from there about three miles. I'd train three hours. I'd run home the six miles and that was it. There's no secret. People say, go fucking, I want to do it or you don't. And people say to me, oh yeah, but you must have got this luck. No luck, nothing. I went and I trained and I started making, I started winning. And that's how I started to make money. Now, all my money is not from kickboxing. I mean, I made money with kickboxing, but I didn't make money with kickboxing that I have now. But when you start to make, you get contacts, you know, you start to get big chunks of disposable income you can invest in. You start to meet other important people and it just goes from there. But I'm quite lucky where a lot of the guys on Twitter who I follow and I actually quite like, in parts of their life, they were kind of fucked up. So like I watch them and in, in periods of their life, they made mistakes and they've kind of reformed. And they're now on Twitter saying, look, I used to drink too much or I used to do this and now I do this. I'm not that guy. I, I'm, I never went off track. So I really was always on track. I was always focused. I never fucked up my life. I never went to jail. I never fucking drunk too much. I never took drugs. I never did none of that dumb shit. I was always on track. I always knew what I had to do. And if, if, you're, if you're militant enough about your goals and you stay on track, you're going to succeed. It's, it, to me, I, it's really that simple. You know? So what I say to the young guys out there is when a lot of people send me those messages, a lot of them, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm kind of like, you already know what to do. Someone messages me and says, hey, I'm, I'm overweight. I want to be in good shape. What do I do? I'm like, why are you? you you're fat. <laughs> you don't eat so much and go to the gym. Are you, like, you're not retarded. You know the answer. You just don't want to do it. So you want to ask me for advice, hoping I'm going to give you some little hack where you can sit there and do fuck all and then the weight will fall off. That's not the real one. Yeah. So you're trying to get a cheap way out. Most of these people asking for advice know the answer. They know the answer. They just don't want to do it. And they either want someone to drag them across the finish line, which I'm not interested in doing, or they want someone to give them the easy path and the easy path doesn't exist. So, you know, if you want to, if you want to be muscly, you go to the fucking gym. Mm-hmm. Well, what do I do in the gym? Lift the weights. How do I lift them? Pick them up and put them fucking down, man. What the fuck? Lift. 
just look at people around you and lift the weights. It's not complicated, but people are just, I don't know. I think a lot of people who are doing that are looking for some kind of self-gratification more than they're looking for actual results. You know what I'm saying? But once again, like I said, I've turned full pessimist nowadays. So maybe there's some people out there I can help. I don't know, but yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not selling a course. I'm not doing any of the thing a lot of the guys on Twitter are doing. So I, I benefit very little from it. So I'll say, look, you're, if, if you're watching this and you want to change your life, you're a full grown man. It's your fucking life. Go fucking do it. Like no one else is going to do it for you. No one's going to come and kick your door down and say, here's a hot girl on a Ferrari. No one's going to do that. So you go get it yourself. So get up and get it or don't have it. That's how it is. That's how, that's how I've always viewed it. The secret is no secret. There's the no secret, shortcut. The no secret, man. The secret's absolutely no secret. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's up to you to change your life. And if you don't want to change it, you may have a few people in your life who care enough to pretend they're going to really change your life for you. But you know, no one's going to really drag you across that line. You got to get up and get it done or get up and don't get it done. And if you're sitting there thinking, you know what? I really wanted to be a, a fucking, I don't know, ice skater. And I'm not an ice skater. Well, then the answer is you didn't really want it. Because if you really wanted it, you would have done it. You wanted the benefits of being an ice skater without the work of being an ice skater. That's what you wanted. Well, who doesn't want that? You know, I, I wish I could be the best ice skater in the world without doing any fucking work. So do you. I'm sure everyone does. But, you know, you either want it or you don't. So when people sit there and give me these sub stories, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like, shut up, man. Just, just go do your thing. And I ain't got time. Which is the best advice you could possibly give them. You got to stay in the real world. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a lot of money from, from bullshit. The reason bullshit exists is because there's a lot of money in it. You know, I could write a diet book. I could take a picture of me in, in supreme physical condition, looking like a fucking union. And I could say, I got this fit in 20 minutes a day, eating this special tape diet. For $9.99 a month, I'm going to show you how to have six-pack and, and all this shit for $9.99. You could li- I could lie, absolutely, and I'd make a whole bunch of money. And that's the reason people believe it. People are looking for bullshit. People are selling bullshit. The truth is I train four hours a day every day for months, months at a time. With a couple-week break in between fights, I'd do it again. You know, And it was four hours of real training. I ran miles and miles a day. I, lift, it's, I don't even know how many tons of weight I displaced a day. Like, that's how I did it. I could just put it in a bullshit book and package the bullshit. But I don't do that because I don't need money. So, you know, if people are hoping I'm going to give them some bullshit answer, here's the reality is, is get up and work. doesn't matter if you want money. doesn't matter if you want to go to the gym. doesn't matter what it is. got to get up and you got to get it done. Fuck you. Don't ask me for no shortcuts. There's no shortcut. And if there was a shortcut, I wouldn't fucking tell you anyway because I'd be too busy doing it myself. So there. <laughs> Dude, hell yeah. So speaking of which, uh, you mentioned – some of these guys online. I want to know who do you pay attention to? Because I always paid attention to you back when you were on Twitter. It was legendary. It was fucking awesome, to be honest. Uh, who do you pay attention to? That's what I want to know. Mayweather, it seems like. Yeah, I, I got this t-shirt free. I, I bought a Philip Klein jacket and, and the, the pocket ripped. And when I took it back to complain, they gave me this t-shirt free. So it was just after Floyd beat Connor. It was the Floyd Mayweather 50th anniversary. But um, who do I pay attention to? So let's give a few shout outs now. I like Ed Lattimore. Me too. Yeah, he Ed Lattimore is a good guy because Ed Lattimore has he well I don't know I don't know him personally, I don't know if he has an ego, but the way he tweets he doesn't project any ego, you know he just projects truthful honest advice, which is complete opposite of what I do because I lace everything up with a ton of narcissism just for fun, you know. So it's not just like you know today's a good day with me. It, he'll say today's a good day because you're still breathing, and he's right. I'll say today's a good day because I'm a Lambo and little women. Fuck you, you ain't got it. I'm a dick. <laughs> but it's so entertaining. <laughs> you know, I'm a dick. He has no ego, which yeah. makes his tweets really interesting. Yeah. 
There's a guy called AJ Cortez. I think he's quite interesting. He has a story. He talks a lot about fitness and that. that Alexander stuff. Cortez. Yeah, he's coming on the show. I believe the uh, eighth. But yeah, he's good, man. He's really good. Like he's really good. And 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 I've said this to people before. If you're gonna to come to me for advice, go to these guys. These guys, you know, they've got programs that they can sell you that are definitely gonna improve your life. They're probably nicer people than me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come to me, man. Yeah. Like, but yeah, <laughs> both of them, they're really cool. Uh, there's a guy called Dark Triad, man. I don't know if you know him. Oh yeah, oh yeah, big follower. But yeah, I'm, I'm in the manosphere. Like I'm really yeah. in the middle of it. Dude, I'm literally and, a Return of Kings blogger, so I'm all about the manosphere, dude. I love that's it. That's right, man. And although I don't agree with everything that's being posted, yeah. like there are sections of it I completely agree with and sections I completely disagree with. Like a lot of the guys, for, just for example, are religious. I'm absolutely atheist. Mm-hmm. Or uh, a lot of the guys are faithfully married. I do believe in having children. I believe in having a family, but I, I don't believe in being faithful. I don't think it's natural for men to be faithful. So there's certain things I disagree with, but the great thing about the manosphere is that, thanks, is that the world is, in that world, people are, are grown up enough to disagree and still like, it's fine. You know, you, you leave that sphere. As soon as you disagree with anyone on anything, it's just fucking mental, this liberal breakdown. Mm-hmm. But in our sphere, you know, we can kind of agree. We can be on similar themes. We're all different men living different paths, different lives. And, you know, we don't have to agree on everything, but I'm, I'm kind of out there. You know, like if I had to go to war, those would be the boys you want to go to war with. Yeah. You know? that, that'd boys, be a fun, dude. That's like a fun daydream. That's like, like I'm, I could daydream about going to war with, you know, some of these online friends all day. Like it's kind of, I think I've daydreamed about it before. You know what I mean? Like, we're gonna no, Don't worry, we're going to win. Dude, hell yeah, dude. Oh my God. That's why there was this wild thing yesterday, the whole gun march and everything. And I was just like, dude, this is the one observation I made that I'm sticking with. It's like, okay, you guys are doing your thing, but none of these kids are the cool kids. There's not a single cool kid here. I'm sorry. There's all these kind of brown nosy kids. Not one cool kid. Not one. So the, the, the reality is like, I'm a, I consider myself a smart guy. Yeah. My dad was a world level chess player. I'm a Mensa member. I was moved up four grades in school. Blah, blah. I was a state chess champion. When I was five. Blah, blah, blah. I'm a smart guy. And even I know that when I was 19, I didn't know shit. So why are full grown adults pretending these kids know anything? Right. I'm so proud of the kids. They're so brave. Kids don't know shit. Kids don't know shit. So who gives a fuck what kids think? Since when do kids have an opinion on anything? You know, like you're not, the reason that all leaders are old is because they have life experience. These children don't know a fucking lick. Who gives a shit what they think? It's an absolute joke. And the first thing that would happen during this march if some crazed man would turn with a machine gun is they'd be hoping someone had a fucking weapon on them. So just fuck off. It's like the biggest crock of shit. I mean, I live in a, I live in Europe where there is no guns. Mm-hmm. But it's a completely different society to America. America has a gun penetration, meaning that if you ban guns, criminals will still get hold of guns. So who gives a fuck if it's banned? Whereas in, in Europe, it's much harder to actually acquire a weapon, so the ban can work a little bit better. But we still have firearms killings. London still has 65 stabbings a day. Like, what the fuck, man? Eight people died in London this week from stabbing. Wow. My, in Luton, which is a town near London where my mom lives, she was in the shopping mall three o'clock on a Monday afternoon, two Somalis ran in with butcher's knives and chopped four other guys to pieces at three o'clock in the afternoon in front of a hundred people. They don't give a fuck. These savages don't care. Wow. They don't give a fuck. So when you remove firearms, you just get a whole bunch of this kind of crime. And now England's the most violent place in Europe. So well done. Like it, and people think that banning an AR-15 is going to protect people. It's fucking garbage. People, these people don't live in the real world. They literally live in fast. It's a joke. 
Right. It's uh, it's almost like people are living in different worlds depending upon where they get their information. Like I see it, I interact with people like, and I'm like, damn, you live in a different world than me. <laughs> I don't know where you're from. What are you doing? But uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about, you traveled to the States to meet Donald Trump Jr. Is that correct? That is correct, man. That was correct. When I first got to my Twitter, I was uh, being me, running my mouth. And um, I was defending Trump, as you do. He's a fucking G. Yeah. And yeah. Trump Jr. just liked one of my tweets. And I followed him. He followed me back. I DM'd him and said, you guys are literally the heroes of the West. I live in Western Europe where it's finished. You guys are the last hope we got. I would absolutely love for picture. And he said, come Trump Tower then. That was it. I was like, all right. I booked the first class ticket. Bang, I was there. Guy is cool. He is a cool guy. He is, he is complete. He made me a coffee. Donald, the president's son, he made me a coffee. Like, he's a cool dude. He's totally down to earth. He's completely cool. I won't tell, we talked for about three or four hours. Dude, I almost I got goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I can't even exactly bullshit. What, I almost got goosebumps. Made you I a coffee. exactly what was said. But man, he's cool. Oh he's really God. cool. Like he, he still follows my brother's account now. So we still inbox each other every couple of days and stuff. He's fucking awesome. Really cool. Man. Really cool. So yeah, that was, that was crazy. Just off Twitter, just defending Trump. Crazy. What, a, what an awesome time to be alive. It's, it's crazy, man. What I love is like the internet. You know, even if you're suspended from Twitter, you can get in touch with anybody you want, man. I'm getting like the fact that I'm in touch with you and that we're talking right now, the power of the internet, you got to utilize it. It's the most beautiful thing ever. It's almost like it's collecting consciousnesses. You know what I mean? Like, it's just fucking rad. Like I'm hanging out with you essentially in Romania, even though I'm in Lowell Mass. You know what I mean? I'm basically hanging out with all these babes right now. It's sick. You know what I mean? So it's fucking, it's a beautiful thing. It's all, it's this fucked up thing where it's like, you know, Times can get pretty dark, but dude, times are pretty amazing. Like there's, it depends. You can live on in the world you want to live in essentially with the internet. What do you think about that? Absolutely. You can choose what you view. Like the fact that the most viewed videos on YouTube are cat videos shows how fucking stupid most people are. Like I say everyone's stupid and everyone goes, oh, hey, Andrew, you think you're so smart. I say, no, everyone's fucking dumb and I can prove it. The Kardashians are famous. That's to prove that everyone's a fucking moron. Because yeah. I don't give a shit about what the Kardashians do and no one else should. Like, no one should fucking care. The fact people care about that and watch cat videos and all those other bullets shows that people are fucking morons. People are emotionally driven. People are emotionally led. They just want to be happy. It doesn't matter if what they believe is wrong. It doesn't matter if the cat video is asinine. If it makes them smile, it's worth viewing because that's how ridiculous people are. They're completely led by their emotions. And this is a new age thing. If we were all led by our emotions, then the world would end up like it is now. Fucked. But previously, people were not led by emotions. They were led by honor and codes of conduct. And men acted a certain way, women acted a certain way, despite emotions. And that's why the world was the way it is. Now you have a world where everyone just acts how they feel. Well, people feel dumb shit. And that's why the world's fucked. So, I mean, I'm quite a balanced guy. I, I don't get very, I don't get overly happy. I don't get overly mad or overly sad. I'm, I'm in the same mood every fucking day. Mm -hmm. So I don't need to watch videos of cats. You know, like I, I choose to, to, my interaction with people is, is very limited now. I use my brother's Twitter a little bit. Not very much. I just view things. I don't, I don't post on it, but, um, yeah. So I, I fuck around on Twitter a little bit and I play a lot of chess online and I read the news and that's about it. I, I don't really fuck around in there too much, but a lot of people, yeah, they're, they're fucking around with a bunch of dumb shit and wondering why they're only consuming dumb shit and speaking dumb shit. You know, it's, it's no coincidence to me. Is there anything you do to train your mind? Cause one thing I'm, I'm thinking about in contrast with emotional uh, impulsivity, is there anything that you do to train your mind uh, to gear your actions towards uh, 
you know, not short-term satisfaction, but more so long-term uh, sort of delayed gratification is what I'm trying to say. Delayed gratification. Is there anything you do as, as far as that? Yeah, there's a lot of different people who do a lot of different things. I mean, I know a lot of people um, read books. Me too. I don't read. I'll be honest. I don't read. I never read. I find it boring. I don't really give a fuck about what anyone else to say that much. And it's slow to me. I like fast things. You know, like I'm a fast guy. Like you, you can fuck the book, put it in a YouTube video. I'll watch it quickly for three or four minutes, you know, while I'm driving. I like, I like impulsive, quick things. I don't have the patience to read. I don't read. But um, I play lots and lots of chess. So ch chess is my way of, of kind of correcting my thinking. Chess teaches you everything you need to know about life. You know, chess is all about you're the king and you, you've got all the pieces around you. You've got your queen, your most important piece. That's the woman you choose in your life. If you choose a shit woman in your life, you're going to have a shit life. Doesn't matter how good a man you are, if your woman's giving you bullshit constantly, you're gonna have a shit life. So you'd have a good queen. The queen needs to be in a good place and she needs to obey the king. You got your you got your brothers, you got your boys, you got your knights and bishops and rooks. You know, those are the people who you really care about and the strongest pieces on your board. If they're all shit, once again you're gonna have a shit life. Then you got pawns. Pawns are probably people who work for you or work with you, or people who aren't particularly loyal to you, but they're loyal to a paycheck that you're providing. You gotta put everyone in the right place and you gotta win the game. And it's, it's absolutely delayed gratification. You've got to make sure people are in the right place and you've got to make no mistakes. You've got to slowly squeeze your opponent. And that's how you win. And that's how I became kickboxing world champion. Like I said, I've never gone off track in my life. I've never fucked up. I knew I needed my shit in the right place. I never fell in love with a woman who I knew was toxic. I never kept a friend around me who I knew was toxic. I've never been that guy. I've always sat there and thought, no, fuck you. Fuck you. No, you're good. You're on the team. Fuck you. And I've always made the right choice. And that's probably because I've been playing chess since I could talk. And I've always looked at the world from that view. Um, so chess is, is my particular way, but, but chess is extremely frustrating. It's the hardest game in the world that pisses me off when I lose. So it's not all good. I, I probably play about two or three hours of chess a day. That's extremely difficult. So then you lose. Chess is, chess is funny because chess is one of the only games where there's zero luck. You know, if you lose a poker, you can be like, ah, the, the river card beat me or whatever. But you lose a chess, that means somewhere along the line you fucked up. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you can see it. it. Doesn't matter if it takes a computer hundred moves to analyze it. Somewhere along the line, you fucked up, and that's a great analogy for life. Oh, I'm homeless. It's not my fault. Somewhere along the line, friend, you fucked up. Because if you're homeless and you haven't got a single friend's couch, you haven't got a single relative, you haven't got a single person in the world who cares about you being out in the cold, you fucked up somewhere. You pissed a lot of people off. You know, like I pissed a lot of people off. You saw my Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> and even I've got friends to couches to sleep on. It's like, well, so what the fuck, man? So that's 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 my analogy for life. I think chess is the best analogy for life. I always reference back to chess with nearly anything. Um, because if you look at life like a chessboard, it's pretty hard to fail. You're the king and you gotta make sure you stay alive and you gotta use your use your use your pieces to get the job done. Get rich, stay happy. That's it. That was fucking awesome. The queen analogy is something I'm gonna remember forever. Uh are there any uh sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but it's absolutely true. It's yeah. absolutely true because I un, I like to believe I understand women better than it, nearly anyone else on Twitter. There's a lot of guys who speak on Twitter about girls. Fair play to them. I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm saying I'm on a different level. Like I'm tweeting pictures of, of 10 or 12 different girls with my name tattooed on. Uh, yeah, like, I saw that. That was quite impressive. You know, you know, like I've got on a new level. So I understand yeah. women completely. Completely. There, there's no mystery left for me, to me. And, and women f live for attention. And that's not a bad thing. I'm not insulting women at all. I understand that women live for attention. That's why they exist and want attention. So if you have a woman who doesn't respect you enough to allow you to, to continue with your world conquer and all she wants is constant attention, how are you supposed to get on with conquering the world? 
How are you supposed to go and conquer the world when you wake up and you go to work and you finish your job? And then after work, when you're trying to find a way to escape your job, your woman's just constantly complaining, nagging, demanding you go to the cinema with her, demanding you go to Ikea and look at curtains you don't give a fuck about, to, you know, just hassling you. Like, how the fuck are you supposed to get on with the world when this woman's in your fucking ear? But the reason men do it is because if the man doesn't do it, then the woman leaves. They don't want to lose their girl. And this is, this is a really hard balancing act. But my absolute strength in the world is that I have a girlfriend or, or multiple girlfriends who understands I, I do whatever the fuck I want. I do what I want. No one tells me what to fucking do. And you either stick along for the ride or you don't. And me and my brother are busy getting rich. And I'm going to go out. I'm going to get up at 9 a.m. You're not going to see me till 11 p.m. And when I turn up, I'm going to fuck you. I'm going to go to sleep. And I'm going to leave again in the morning. And that's it. We ain't got time to go to Ikea. We ain't got time to go to the movies. I'm busy getting rich. And, and, and a, a woman who understands that and supports you in your quest for that is so important because I've seen so many guys, even fighters, fall off the train when they got this chick who's just demanding attention. And they start giving their attention to her but not giving it to other shit. And that's how, that's how you stop yourself from getting ahead. You got to be... You know, the crazy thing about it is... The crazy thing about it is... Sorry if I'm talking too no, much. You gotta, no, hey, man, all day. The crazy thing about it is if you give a woman all that attention so that you're not progressing... The first thing she's going to do is fucking cheat on you or leave you for a guy who is fucking progressing. You're going to, you're going to get with her when you're 21. She's going to love you. You're going to love her. You're not going to be busy getting rich. You're not going to be busy hanging with your boys. You're not going to be in the gym training. You're not going to be doing all the things you need to do to become a high value male. You're going to be giving her every bit of attention you've got. And then fucking six years later, she's going to end up fucking someone else. So what you just ruined, you just wasted your time. Just sacrificed your self-improvement to try and appease a female who doesn't have he doesn't give a fuck about you because she just looks at some guy who's bigger, stronger, richer than you and thinks, oh, well, he doesn't love me anyway. And off she goes. And that's the, that doesn't make women bad. Women are programmed to find the alpha. This is evolutionary. Women are evolutionarily pro pro programmed to find an alpha. I don't blame them for that. I just understand that. So I put all my effort into making sure I'm an alpha as opposed to putting my effort into trying to stop my girl from seeing another alpha or, or loving me too much to care that that guy's better than me. I ain't playing that game. I'm the fucking best. I'm the best ever, so I got nothing to worry about. And that's where my effort's always gone. And then people go, well, how do I get girls? I say, well, you get girls by being a fucking big, rich, kickboxing world champion with a Lambo who has enough money to do whatever the fuck he wants. So go True. do it. That's <laughs> how you get girls. What the fuck? True. You know? What that's, how I do. that's how I do it. What it boils down to is you got to be on a mission. You can't make the woman your mission because I see this happen all the time. And I fucked up a few times. When you make the woman your mission, you're fucked, buddy. It's over. When she's your mission, game, see you later, buddy. You got to be on a mission. She's got to be along for the ride. That's what it boils down to, am I right? And, and the truth is this. Look, women are going to come, women are going to go. It doesn't matter how many women you fucked. I'm not going to say, like, I fucked a bunch of girls, whatever. But there's ones who I've lost who I miss. There's ones who I've lost and I thought, you know what? I, I wish I didn't lose her. But that's how it goes. You get another one. You just got to stay focused and you got to stay on your Another thing that's actually quite interesting. I think just like anything else, if you go to a fucking, I'm going to compare women to apples now. Does that offend you if I compare women to apples? Okay, good. We're comparing women to apples. <laughs> so if, if you go to a fruit market and you pick up one apple and it's a pretty good apple and you take the apple home, cool, it's a good apple. If you go to, if you go to a fruit market and you pick up 300 apples, you're going to know, you're going to know a lot about apples. You're going to know which apple is better than other apples. So you're going to know what a really good apple is and what a really bad apple is. You're going to have, have had the extremes on both sides. If you don't have a whole bunch of chicks, how the fuck do you even know you've got a good one? People are like, oh, I love my wife. We've been together since high school. It's like, how the fuck do you know she's even a good woman? You don't know shit. You haven't even had a bunch of women. You don't know. I know a good woman when I find her. I know because I've had the good apples. I've had the fucking bad apples. So there's some experience involved as well. So 
as a man, you shouldn't be too worried about losing a chick. Yeah, they come, they go. But by the time you start getting into your later 20s, you know the fucking game. And then you're going to find a good one. You're going to keep a good one. because You're going to know how it's done. Men have a lot more time than women do. As a man, you haven't got to be worried about getting married, having kids to your 30s. A woman doesn't have that luxury. So you really don't have to, to worry. You know, you just got to fucking let them come, let them go, enjoy the experience, learn a lot, and just secure it when you're later. If you're going to be shacking up with a girl when you're 23, 24, your life's always going to end up crap. Because she's probably a bad choice to begin with. And secondly, even if she's a good choice, you don't know enough about women to keep her happy. So what the fuck are you doing? And this is the truth for most men. This is the mistake most men make. They get a girl and they go, oh, she's the perfect girl. You don't know what the perfect girl is, motherfucker. You don't even know. So what are you talking about? This, and this is the truth. I think most men are just drastically inexperienced with females. And that's, that's the reality because they're not complicated. And they're not evil and they're not bad. A lot of the manosphere is like, women are evil. Women, are, No, women are not evil. Women are not bad. They're, they're just a, a certain way. You've got to know the, know the rules of the game and play the game. That's all it is. This is valuable stuff. Uh, what are the things you look for in a woman you uh, mentioned a little bit earlier, like the particular things that make a good woman a good woman? The number one thing that makes a good woman a good woman, and this is absolutely the most important thing, is the number of guys she's slept with. And you have to be careful how you extract this from her because if you ask her, it never goes down well. You kind of got, you got to fuck her first. You got to hang out with her a while. You got to, do that. You got to kind of like coax it out of her. You got to make it quite chill so you can get the answer, the truthful answer. But if a girl slept with a whole bunch of men, she's low value. And that's, it doesn't matter what society says. All the feminists are about to lose their fucking minds. It doesn't matter how many women I fuck. I'm high value. doesn't matter. And if you fuck a whole bunch of men, you are low value. And you're low value for a variety of reasons. One is evolutionary and historical and biological. That since the dawn of human time, a woman's promiscuity was the number one way to value a woman. And since most of history, if a woman wasn't a virgin, she wasn't worth shit. You weren't allowed to get, have sex outside of marriage. Because, because of pregnancy, they didn't know who the, who the father was unless, unless she was a virgin. So if you were pregnant and no one knew who the baby daddy was, no man's going to look after you. You're on the street with a kid in the, in the 1600s or ancient times. That's a death sentence. You're going to die. That's it. That's death. So for a long time, you had to be a virgin to ensure that kid was yours because there was no paternity testing. So humans, for females, have always been based on the number one percent. In many parts of the world today, if you're not a virgin, you're not a That's today. You can go around the world. You go around India, Bangladesh, all across Africa. It's still exactly the same. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is women are not, women are not, for this reason, women are not evolutionarily programmed to sleep with lots of men. Society's told them they can. Fucking contraception has told them they can. And they're running around doing this shit, but they're not programmed to do it. As soon as a woman gets past a certain number of dicks, she's no longer able to be loyal to one man. Not on the way, not true loyalty. If you have a virgin as a girlfriend and you piss her off, she ain't going to leave you. You're the only guy she's slept with. She loves you. Da, da, da. If you have a girlfriend who slept with a hundred dudes and you piss her off, she's going to go to the club, get drunk with her friends and take a new dick because there's no stigma attached to getting fucked. So she was like, oh, well, he ain't, he ain't exactly perfect. He's 99% perfect. So fuck him. I'm going to go find Mr. Perfect and run off and be a hoe. It's the default answer to problems for a girl who slept with lots of guys is to go be a hoe. And, and it's very hard to fix. I mean, I've had a few girls who slept with more guys than I like. And the only way you can fix it is just you got to be ruthless on them. You've got you to got fuck them once and just ignore them for fucking six months. Literally, just you've got to be the first guy in their life who's ever ignored them. You've got to give them a first something. You can't be the first dick. You can't be the first fucking holiday. You can't be the first dinner. You can't be the first anything. There's a whole bunch of men before you've been the first everything. So you've got to be the first guy who ignores them and doesn't talk to them. First man who doesn't text them back. That's the only way to even get some kind of edge on the playing field. But the reality is of a woman, especially in the Western world, if they slept with loads and loads of guys, they're low value because they have no loyalty left. And there's going to be a whole bunch of chicks who lose their fucking minds. But let me tell you something. All you feminists... I'll fuck more girls than you. So I know. 
I know the game. And I'm telling you, when you meet a woman who's a low number of men, this is important. This is absolutely the most important thing before you start with anything else. I've had girls who have slept with low men and they're, they, they're annoying and they talk back and all this shit, but they're loyal. And loyalty is the number one thing you can ask for from a woman. Because let me tell you something, my brother, mm-hmm. you're walking down the street and a guy comes up to you and your chick and tries to fucking rape your chick and you fucking punch him in the face and he fucking falls over, hits his head, cracks his head open and you get hit on, I don't know about America, probably not in America, but in fucking Europe, you get hit with some fucking uh, aggravated assault charge where there's no cameras around and his friend says that you hit him first or some bullshit and you go to jail, you're going to jail to protect her honor and she's going to run away and fuck other men. Is that fair? No. Like, is that the kind of woman you want to be protecting? No. So you got to know that you're making the right choice in those kind of situations, in all situations. you got to think about this shit in advance. And if a girl's fucked a whole bunch of men and you're in jail for fucking a four-year stretch and she gets horny and all she goes with her dickhead friends, you got to be careful with that kind of thing, man. Too many guys are just picking up girls who've been fucked by too many dudes and, and treating her like a queen and it's not the answer. And when I say this, a lot of people get offended. I'm not, don't get offended. I'm just telling you the absolute realities of the game. This is the realities of the game. You've got to try and find a woman who hasn't had too many sexual partners. That is the basis. You can't build anything if you haven't got that base. And that's the absolute truth. Wow. This is, uh, I mean, I kind of already knew that, but I, I'm glad I got your take on the most important thing. I, I see yeah. some really cool artwork in the background, man. What kind of art are you? I know you're into cars, man. What are you, your fa- I want to know about your favorite cars, why they're your favorite cars and your favorite artwork. Weird combination, but kind of the same. I just, I got to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the art, I'll be honest with you, the art is just kind of like just, there was a place for some paintings, so I just kind of threw some paintings up. In my apartment, which we're not, this is my office, but in my apartment, I've got some much cooler stuff. Um, which is a shame. I'll put some on Twitter. I'll put some pictures up when I go there. It's about an hour drive away from me. Um, but car-wise, I, uh, you know, the truth is I don't actually know all that much about cars. I just buy the pretty ones. <laughs> I'm such a fucker because I go and buy a car. I buy a car and I'm at like the gas station. I'm putting gas in it. Yeah. Some guy comes over to me and goes, it's just a 5.2 V10 naturally aspirated engine. I'm like, does it? I don't fucking know. And he's a bit like, well, you, well, you don't know? I'm like, I don't know. I just, I just put gas in it. I can drive good. I don't have a sh- I don't have a fucking clue how it works. Like, you know, so I've, I've got some nice cars. I don't know all that much about them. I just bought the ones that my, my reason for buying my cars are pretty stupid. In the second Batman movie, in the second Batman movie, Batman says to Alfred, I'll take the bat. Are you going to take Alfred says to Batman? Are you going to take the Batmobile? He says, no, I'm going to take something more discreet. He takes a Lambo. I don't even remember seeing the second Batman movie. He takes a Lambo instead of the Batmobile. So that's why I bought a Lambo because I wanted to be Batman. And then I bought an Aston because I wanted to be James Bond. So I basically just bought superhero cars. There's no real, there's no smart reason behind it. I just had some money and just thought, fuck it. So I've got an Aston and a Lambo. And that's, that's what I drive. Over here in the poorest country in Europe. See? Wow. Well, you know, you, you got to do what you got to do. Sometimes you got to buy a Lambo. Sometimes you got to experiment with some other cars. It really just depends. You know? That's right, man. That's right. But yeah, I, I enjoy them. It is what it is. But the roads here aren't that great, so I don't drive too, too fast. I'm kind of just like cruising around slow. That's pretty cool, man. How long have you been in Romania? You were doing some, yeah, what are you up to? Like, other than that, Romania, how'd you get there? Oh, we already talked about, you know, how you got into Romania, but that's pretty. Yeah, well, I kind of got here on accident because yeah. I, I was living in London and then um, I had to leave. I got hit. I won't give all the details, but uh, the police raided my house. We won't go. We won't go into why. Yeah, because it's a cuck society, and because I was completely innocent, 
they raided my house and they uh, took all my phones and all my laptops and everything. And then they went through all my life and they found 11 other things to try and charge me with. So all this shit started going down because of the society where you can't speak or be a, a real human anymore. All you can do in the West is be a, a, a tax slave. You have to pay 50% tax and to shut up. That's all you're allowed to do. So um, I decided to get out. So I didn't want to go back to America. This is pre-Trump. So America had Obama, who's a little pussy as well. So fuck America. <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to go to Asia. Yeah. I wanted to go to Thailand. But I couldn't get a visa. I could get a visa to live there uh, training. I couldn't get a visa to live there forever. I couldn't get like a temporary visa because don't tell the Democrats, but there's countries in the world that protect their borders. Crazy, right? I know, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So uh, they, don't, they don't just let anyone in. I know that's just, people think it's only America that does that. Well, no, Thailand and pretty much every country in the fucking world does that. So Thailand wouldn't let me live there. So I ended up in Slovakia. Um, I had a friend from Slovakia. He said, come Slovakia. I said, yeah, fuck it. Walked up in Slovakia, tiny little country. Only has two cities basically in the whole place. And after about six months, me and my brother had a reputation because we fucked too many girls and every girl was like, stay away from them, they're players. And so girls wouldn't touch us, so we had to leave again. <laughs> and we ended up here, so we're in Romania now. So um, yeah, Romania Romania is a fun place. It really is a strange, it's a strange place. It's the poorest country in Europe, but the capital, Bucharest, where I live, has a higher GDP per capita than Berlin or Dubai. So all the country's money's in one place. Wow. So it, it's weird, like you have Bentleys and Ferraris overtaking horses and carriages. It's really, it's really strange. So wow, that's weird. But that's, it's safe. It's the most important thing, it's a safe place. It's pretty fun. So it's cool. That's pretty trippy, man. I'm really happy to hear it, dude. This is uh, this has been an unreal interview, man. This has been so cool. Because I got to be honest, I thought it was going to be your brother. I didn't know it was going to be you. So like, yeah, yeah I thought it was going to be your brother the whole day, right? So like, uh, as soon as you pop on the screen, I'm like, whoa. It's like, so I was excited, you know what I mean? Cause I, I told my friend, he's a big fan. You know what I mean? I was like, oh yeah, like Tristan will probably come on the show soon. He's like, oh dude, you got to get Cobra. No way you can get Cobra. And then when I, I log in, you know what I mean? I think I'm talking to Tristan the whole time, but then it's the other guy. The Cobra, yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's the band guy from Twitter. This he's is amazing. Guy. Dude, this has been unreal, dude. I, I can't thank you enough for coming on. There's a tremendous amount of value in this. Uh, this is incredible, man. You're, you're somebody we all look up to. You're somebody that, uh, you know, we're going to be paying attention to and supporting, you know, as your career progresses, um, and everything like that. Any big projects coming up, anything big? Cause like, here's the thing, man, you're such an entertaining, captivating individual. You could do pretty much anything you want. I mean, your, your father was a chess champion, uh, he's, he's rubbing his hands right now. He's got some plans. He's thinking of something big. Like, what do you, yeah, like, um, I, uh, I, I, I was playing chess competitively for a while, but I'll be honest yeah. you to say this. I don't think I have the, the capacity for chess at world level. Chess at world level is crazily hard. Like kickboxing, kickboxing at world level was hard, but chess at world level is just fucking insane. So yeah. I don't know if I've got the capacity to play chess at world level like my dad did. I don't think I do. Yeah. So that's my chess aspiration. I only want to do something if I'm going to be the best. Yeah. I don't want to be I'm the best, and I know I cannot. I cannot be the best just player in the world. So um, that's that out the window. So um, I'm working on a few things. I mean, I've got a few different businesses over here. I've got a few things I'm working on. I'm, st- I'm going to start a YouTube channel and a few different things like that. Um, I'm going to I'm going to start a YouTube channel and a few different things. So I'm going to be fucking around. I mean, I do what I do out here. I have my business out here. You know, I'm, I'm living life. I might, I might fight again. I'm not 100 percent sure. I, part of me really wants to. Part of me thinks like, you know, I, I've done my thing. And 
I don't know, man. I'm really in limbo in my life right now. Even I'm in limbo, but I'm kind of just trying to enjoy the limbo. I'm just going on holiday once a month and just fucking going to lunch every day and just like, fucking around. Yeah, I, man. I, you coming back to the States? Much, I always had something to do, but yeah. I got that now. So I, I don't know. I play a lot of chess and just, I'm just drinking vodka and just, just being me, you know? Any plans to come to the States anytime? You know what? Like nothing's stopping me going anywhere. I've, I've, I've got the, the, the freedom to go anywhere in the world. So I, I think Dark Triad Man was talking about Feast of War or something. And that, and Samsung's have a lot of cool cats there. So I'd turn wow. up for that for sure. Um, if he puts that together. I'm just waiting for a reason, man. As soon as I've got a reason, I'll jump on a plane. Like, you know, Bucharest is out the way, but I can get a direct flight from here to London and from London I can be anywhere. So I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm a soldier of fortune. I'm ready to roll with the punches. There's nowhere I won't go. I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm up for it. So just waiting to see what happens. But big projects wise, I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe, maybe something big will happen, but I, I would actually love to, to, to go into politics, but I just don't think it's, it's not, it's certainly not possible for me because of how I am and how I speak and, and, I don't know, man. I think you could pull it off in the States. I mean, the thing is, it's just a matter of people hearing you because people, I mean, you're a very likable guy. You're uh, very logical. And I think that it's just a matter of getting in touch with the people because you're clearly a leader. And I always think about in past civilizations, prior to all this political correct bullshit, we had true leaders. Like imagine a true meritocracy where the strongest, smartest men we're in charge as it should be. You know what I mean? Absolutely as it should be. Yeah. We've lost, you know, like we've lost our way in regards to the way the original humans existed completely. And, and in some ways that's good, in some ways that's bad. So originally, if you remove society's rules, when a man got pissed off at another man, you just pick up a rock and smash him in the head. I'm glad we don't do that anymore. I'm not saying that's a good thing. Right. But certain things are a hangover from, from, from our evolutionary past. And I think the reason people are so disconnected and so upset is because we've completely forgotten those important elements. You have to remember that humans, look at the Romans. The Romans didn't have Google Maps. The Romans didn't know shit about fucking England or anywhere else. They just got a bunch of rocks, melted the rocks, made swords, and walked in random directions until they found someone and fucking killed them all and took all their chicks and made all the kids slaves and just fucking conquered it. There was no reason to do that. That was just a natural human instinct. Well... Let's fucking just go walk in this direction and kick some ass. That was the natural order of men. And I think to a degree, the happiest men I know are still living out that life in one form or another. Either they're trying to create something, like, you're, like you've got this podcast trying to create something, or they're in the office slaving away trying to get rich, or they're in the kickboxing gym trying to fucking win fights. The happiest men have still got that drive and that goal to conquer the world one way or another. And the most unhappy men are the men who don't have that goal. Because they're told it's wrong to think that way. It's wrong to try and conquer. No, it's not. Humans, and especially males, since the dawn of human time, have been programmed to conquer the world. This is all we've ever done. You know? And this is why I was, such, I was so obsessed with kickboxing. This is why I'm so obsessed with money. When, before I had any money, I thought a million was a lot of money. As soon as you get a million, you realize it's fucking nothing. Then you get 10, and you go, okay, that's a bit. But there's boats out there that cost 500. I can't afford one of them. If you want to really conquer the world, you need more and more and more. This is the natural instinct of men. So I think being in tune with these instincts is, is extremely important. This is why I, I say a lot of the things I say about fidelity of men. I say that men were never designed to be loyal in regards to one man, one woman. I respect, especially a lot of the guys in the manosphere are saying like, uh, you know, happy family, one man, one woman, and the kids. I completely respect that. I respect marriage. I respect having children. It's the most important thing in the world. But I don't think a man is designed to live his life fucking one girl for the rest of his life. I don't think men are designed to do that. 
since the dawn of human time. We, were ne we never did that. Kings and sultans, they all had their mistresses and their wives. Genghis Khan fucked over 3,000 girls. Men since the dawn of time, big powerful men had more than one woman. So I don't believe men are designed to be that way. I think society has told us to be that way. And I have my theories on to why that is. But I don't think we're designed to be that way. And society is, is forcing men to live lives they're not happy with. You know, like I have a girlfriend who I love very, very much. I told her, I love you. You're my girl. But I'm being honest with you. I'm going to fuck girls. She's beautiful over there. I want to fuck her. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to be a pussy and pretend or go behind her back or sneak around. I'm going to go fuck her because I want to. You're not allowed to touch another man because men and women are different. And if you ever cheat on me, you're gone. I can do what I want. I know that's an extremely difficult thing to pull off, but that, I've always been honest with whoever I've interacted with. And I think when you're true to yourself, if you're true to yourself as a man and understand, I want to fuck a bunch of girls because I want to. I also want with my women to only be loyal to me. I want them to only love me. I want to have a, a, a loving woman who only adores me and have children with her while I'm still fucking other girls. And I want to conquer the world. I want to have lots of money. I want to be the biggest, strongest guy in the room. And I want to have the fastest car. I want the biggest house. If you're, no, if you're normal and you accept these things, even if you don't have them, at least you know what you want. It's only when you're living a life where you're telling yourself, this is wrong. I shouldn't want that. That's wrong. No, I shouldn't want that. I should want a woman and we're 50-50 and all this bullshit. This is the reason the whole generation is so confused. Everyone's just lost their way. I've never lost my way. I've always known instinctually what I wanted as a man. I've always stayed on that path. And that's why I bought it. And I think it's really that simple for a man. If you really want it, go get it. And that's, that's what I believe. And I think if you're in tune with your evolutionary history, the way you're designed to be, it's impossible to be sad. And that's, that's my overall view of life. Man, I think we're on the same page. Man, I, I love it, man. That was like a locker room speech, but it's just like, boom, boom, boom. See, I'm saying politics don't rule it out, dude. You, you give that speech. I mean, Jesus Christ, I'm supporting. I'm voting for you a thousand percent. My donate. I don't care if you're rich. I'm still donating. Fuck it. Like, this is amazing. You know what I mean? Like while I'm doing my campaign speech, just like now, or, or do I have to stay sober? Only if there's beautiful women like, like right now. So the vodka is cool. Okay, yeah, I know you do. So it's like, boom, boom. You know what I mean? I want to restore masculinity in this world, bro, because it's just better. It's just more fun. It's more fun for the men. It's more fun for the women. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. That's what women want, and that's how men really want to be. Like I said, the reason I'm so happy is because I'm in tune with what I want to do. And on top of that, the most important thing is this. I've always said this. I've said to people, name a, soci name a society in history that didn't have warriors. And you can't name one. Because as soon as you, you dissolve the warrior class, your entire history is going to be erased. That's what's happened to the West now. You no longer have men prepared to die to defend it. The ones who are prepared to die, like the, the hero Frenchman a couple days ago, everyone writes on there, what a hero. And then they don't think, well, we need to stop mass immigration. We need to stop ISIS terrorists. They don't think about that. They just go, oh, what a hero. He died for no reason. Nothing's going to change. Like, they've, by removing masculinity, They've removed the warrior class of our civilization and they expect us to succeed for the next 200 years. There's never been in the history of humans uh, a society without warriors which survived long term. You destroy your warriors, you destroy yourself. You need to have people prepared to die. America and the West of Europe, the greatest places to live in the world, were built off the backs of men prepared to die, built off of conservatives, built off of strong men of honor. And now that we have these comfortable times, they're telling us that men shouldn't have honor anymore. So that's the only reason you have a good fucking place to live in. The only reason you're privileged enough to talk this shit is because men in World War II were ready to die to defend the country. I know you want to sit there and fucking run your mouth, Mr. Liberal, with your little weak arms. It's ridiculous. But, like I've said, I've given up. So in 200 years from now, you'll be dead, I'll be dead. 
Our grandchildren will be here. Maybe your grandchild will have my grandchild on the podcast. Who fucking knows? Whatever's going to happen, China's going to rule the fucking world, and Russia and India are going to rule the world, and the West will be fucked. They'll be fucked because parasitic from the inside out, this liberal bullshit ideology where no people are prepared to stand up and defend the West anymore. And all of a sudden, they're conquered. That's how the global stage works. You're going to be weak. People are going to turn on you and prey on you. And that's how it's going to eventually end up. The West can't continue to survive with this internal fighting amongst logical conservatives and crybaby liberals. Crybaby liberals are destroying the West from the inside out, exactly as the barbarians destroyed the Roman Empire from the inside out. I don't know if you know much about the history of the Roman Empire, but the Roman Empire didn't fall from losing a big battle. They didn't lose a big battle and fall. What happened was the men became decadent, living a comfortable, easy life, didn't want to fight anymore, just wanted to sit around in their robes getting blowjobs. So when the barbarians were turning up, they were saying, well, let's let the barbarians in and show them that being a Roman is better than being a barbarian. You can have the, the barbarian, the Roman way of life is better. So you let a whole bunch of barbarians in trying to be nice to them. And all of a sudden you're infiltrated completely with barbarians. The barbarians refuse to absolutely conform to Roman law. Some might conform or conform a little bit, but they're not loyal to the Roman law. They're loyal to other barbarians. Before you know it, from the inside out, the whole thing collapses. And it's exactly the same with this liberalist bullshit. And when the entire empire falls, all of Western Europe is pretty much finished. When America eventually falls next, China, which will still be full of Chinese people, ruled by Chinese people, are going to run the fucking planet. And they're not going to give a shit about giving us a bonus on trade deficits like fucking we've been doing to them for so long, trying to be Mr. Nice Guy. And that's the truth. That's the future of the world. But I'll be dead. So fuck it. That's my view. That's how all played out, my man. Wow. Uh, absolutely incredible, man. Absolutely incredible. I, I can't thank you enough for, uh, surprising me with this. You know what I mean? I'm tell, still alive, bro. I'm still alive. I'm still here. I'm still here. Tell Tristan, I said, hello, dude. This has been, dude, that was like, uh, that was an hour. We just did that for an hour. That felt like 15 minutes. That was incredible, dude. That was, I mean, Jesus Christ. Wow. Unreal, dude. Absolutely unreal. Fucking awesome. Do you have any closing statements? Any final messages? Any, anything else like that? Um, not really. I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I could, I could throw an insult out to everyone who I ever pissed off on Twitter. That could be fun, but I'm down. (laughs) (laughs) I'm down. The the funny thing is when I lost my Twitter account, I felt very relieved. Yeah. I, well, I got suspended one, so I know what it's like. It's like, all right, cool. I'm not in that fucking dopamine loop. You know what I mean? So, and it's a really, it's a really real thing, man. Especially these chicks with their Instagram. It's an, it's a dopamine addiction is what it is. It's a loop. And it's so, I wasn't, I wasn't, I, I was so, I wouldn't say I was addicted, but I have no job. So I was spending all day pissing everyone off. Yeah. Which was fun. Yeah. It was fun. But then when I lost my Twitter, instantly you're like, well, that was a pretty big waste of a few weeks. And you yeah. just get on with life. Like you don't miss it. And these liberals are like, we got him. He's upset. I'm like, I don't actually give a fuck. You know, I've got better things to do, really. Yeah. It was fun while it lasted. It's gone. But um, yeah, I mean, the truth is, I think, think for all the men out there, I was lucky to have a fantastic father. And I, I was always raised to do the right thing. But for the men out there, I think if you look deep inside yourself, stare in the mirror, you know what you want and you got to go get it. And it's as simple as that. And there's amazing people out there. Some of the guys we mentioned earlier in this podcast are going to be more helpful than me. I mean, if you want to just feel a little bit jealous, feel free to tune into my life because I've got everything I ever wanted. And that's the truth. I, I grew up with nothing and now I have everything I've ever wanted and it's made me happy. And I'm just a happy dude, you know, out here in Romania. But um, next time I'm in America, next time I'm in America, I'm 100% I'm going to hit you up. And if you ever end up in Romania, which I'm sure you won't, I'm here, bro. And uh, if you want to do another, if you want to do another one anytime, you've got some more questions, whatever, just, just let me know. But okay. Unbelievable. I will do, man. This has been fucking awesome guys. 
Uh, we got Cobra Tate on America's number one chatcast. Call me out. I'll talk to you soon, all right? Thanks, bro. All right, dude. That was awesome. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed it. And I hope everybody enjoys how truly awesome this podcast is because I didn't know it was going to be this great this soon. You know what I mean? We got a huge show Tuesday. And uh, Tate, if you want to hang out, I see you still there. We can still hang out uh, afterward after we're about to go off air. Um, we got a really big show Tuesday. Really big show Tuesday. You're not even going to believe. Like, you know, this guest was awesome. The other guest, just as awesome, believe it or not. So uh, make sure you guys tune in Tuesday. Uh, about to go off air. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm going to be promoting this everywhere because there's so much value in this and there's so much wisdom and there's so much awesomeness and also some great visuals. I saw some amazing figures. I saw a lot of fertility in this podcast, which we haven't, ha we haven't seen before because uh, my audience is 90% men. Uh, mainly millennial guys and some Gen X and some Gen Z, but like 90% dudes, which is cool. Cause, uh, you know, that's just how we roll on the chat cast. Um, signing off for today. I'll see you guys Tuesday night and, uh, have an excellent day.